Well, you know what that means. It's time to expose the money lies. Let's get started. What if they're all wrong? What if it's just not possible to make the money you want to make in your business? What does it take to shift from not enough to overflow? I want you to think about what unique gifts and talents God has given you. And I want you to consider how you can leverage those gifts and talents to build your business, even if you spend a lot of time spinning and stuck. You know, that's what money lies do. They get you stuck in your head and they get you not taking action in your business. Either that or they'll have you taking action from this horrible resistant energy that just has you checking the boxes. A lot of my clients have done that. But money lies either way limit your impact. And here are some of the limits that they can put on you. Here's some money lies that I hear. There's just not enough time. There's too many other things to do, whether it's stuff for the kids, stuff for the business, stuff around the house, stuff at church, or maybe your brain tries to convince you that it's selfish to take time and money away from your family so that you can work on your business. Maybe you, your money lie is that you don't have enough energy. Maybe your money lie is you're not motivated or inspired to plan anything. So maybe you find yourself sitting at your desk, dog tired, trying to figure out what to do first on this list of 150 things that you need to do or learn how to do, which takes so much time. So a limited mindset just means a perspective of not enough, not enough of anything. And there are so many different things that you can have this perspective about. There's not enough money, not enough time, not enough energy, not enough effort, not enough connection, not enough love. You know, the list is endless. So I coach my clients on lots of different limits that come up for them and a lot of different areas because the way you think about one thing is the way you think about all things. We don't always solve their limited mindset problems in the area of money. Sometimes we solve them in a completely unrelated area and then they end up having an impact on their money mindset also. So, I mean, we may work on a thought that they have in one area and they see that same thought in the area of money or the area of finances and it'll fix that thought in that area when we fix the thought in the other area. So it doesn't really matter what area we um, look at it or examine it in. It will get fixed across the board to a large extent. So when you have a limited mindset in one area, you will see that same pattern popping up in other areas of your life and in your business. So there's going to be areas of your life that you have a limited mindset in, and then you're going to see those same patterns in your business or vice versa. Now, not only will a limited mindset sabotage your relationship with yourself and your relationship with money, two critical relationships that you have in your business or that affect the success in your business, it will sabotage other relationships in your life as well. And so that's why I think it's so important to just fix the thought wherever you find it. It doesn't matter if it's in money. It doesn't matter if it's in your relationship with your kids. Wherever you find it, 
you know, fix it wherever it pops up. So I'm going to share some specific strategies on this podcast that will help you shift this limited thinking. Because when you're intentional about noticing and shifting that thinking, then you'll create an experience more in your life and in your business. And this will lead to having more impact on the people that you helped and the people that you take care of at home. (laughs) So the first thing you should take care of in your business is you. So I want you to prioritize self-care. Now it's not something that you have to figure out, it's just another decision. When you put it on your calendar first, in other words, when you decide ahead of time, then you don't have to quote, fit it in. You just have to show up. So, and I also, because I know your brain is gonna come up with resistance against this because that's what brains do. (laughs) And so I wanna offer to you for consideration that it doesn't have to be either or. Because the first place your brain is going to go is to the question, oh, what do I have to sacrifice to fit this in? So what would it be like if you knew that you can take care of yourself and take care of your family and build your business? Wouldn't that be great? So your brain is going to resist that crazy notion that you can have it all (laughs) because I don't know. Your brain just resists this. My clients all resist stuff like this. They're like, no, that's not possible. But when you're, when you let your brain argue for your limitations, you will have a limited life and you will restrict your business. But when you put up a fight for your possibilities, you'll unlimit your business. And it's from this unlimited energy that you'll figure out how to win in every area of your life, even if you don't know exactly how that'll happen right now. So I read somewhere recently that some of the world's fastest growing churches are in countries where the government has essentially banned worship. And I thought when I heard this, I was like, wow, how does that happen? Because that's a pretty, that's a pretty heavy limit, right? So imagine what that might be like. Your country bans worship. And I can just picture being excited about my new new hope and faith and learning all of a sudden that I wouldn't be allowed to express that or participate in worship. Can't you just picture what it might have been like for those those folks? I mean, I think it's I don't know. The the closest I could come in my mind is like somebody telling you that you're getting this um, new client account that's going to fund your entire operation. You know, you would have so much peace and it would completely change how you operate. You know, you could actually spend more time coaching than figuring out how to run your business, right? Because you could, now that you've got this additional... Um, income from this other place or whatever, you could outsource a bunch of stuff and you wouldn't have to do it, you know, do it all yourself. Then somebody comes in and says, oh, by the way, it's illegal to take on this type of client that you wanted to serve. It's, you know, and build the business that was going to feed your family and fund your retirement and, you know, give you financial peace. It makes me feel nauseous just thinking about how horrible that might feel. And so how do you explain 
how the people in that country overcame that kind of restriction. It definitely doesn't happen when you have a limited mindset. I mean, if you think about it, it only could come from an energy of possibility. Because if you think about it, how do you feel when you hit up against limitations in your business? How do you feel when it seems like your hands are just tied or like when the deck just seems like it's stacked against you? It feels defeating. It feels, you know, I feel discouraged when when that happens. So what would you do? Complain, get angry, maybe give up. What do you do in your business when you feel defeated and discouraged? I know for me, that does not help me solve the problem. Having, being in that kind of energy, I shrink, I spin, I get stuck in indecision, confusion, all, you know, I don't know what to do. And that's what a limited mindset gets you. Limitation keeps you stuck. Staying in possibility gets you more of what you want. When you see a problem, you can solve it from possibility. You can't solve it from limitation. So when you live in possibility, that's when you live in overflow. So think about how you're feeling right now heading into the end of the year. If you've already achieved your goals, you're probably celebrating, relaxing, getting ready for the holidays. But if you haven't achieved your goals, you're probably stressed, anxious, feeling a ton of pressure, maybe a little overwhelmed, you know, between what you've got to do in your business, if you want to reach your goals and, you know, getting ready for the holidays. It's just crazy town. So all these negative emotions are not the energy you need to fuel the things you need to achieve your goals. What can you do? So first you can identify the problem and then you can find a solution. And it sounds like I'm being Captain Obvious here, but finding the right solutions means you have to identify the right problem. And I can't tell you how many times I've been solving for the feeling instead of the real problem, or I've been solving for a different problem. So if you're spinning your wheels, you're most likely either treating the wrong problem or you're treating it with the wrong solution. And if you're exhausted, more work is not the solution. If you're feeling defeated or discouraged, food and alcohol are not going to bring you victory over that problem. If you're feeling overwhelmed, binging on Netflix is not going to help you catch up. I've tried a lot of wrong solutions and it didn't get me the result I wanted. So the first step is to identify the problem so that you can seek the appropriate solution. And, you know, because only once you identify the true problem, can you find the solution and your solution is going to fall into one of three categories. The first category is work on your resources. The second category is work on your mindset. Or the third category is work on letting it go. So more resources could be money, time, energy, knowledge, experience, you know, any resources that you have available to you or could have available to you. It could just be utilizing the resources you have more effectively or more efficiently. It could mean constraining. It could even mean just being open to what you haven't recognized yet as an option. I just try 
to look at everything I encounter in the world as a potential solution to some problem that I need to overcome in my life or my business. Sometimes I haven't even seen the problem yet, but all of a sudden I see the problem and I just happen to find the solution the day before, or sometimes it's the day after, but it's weird how that happens like that. But this is part of um, having an unlimited mindset because we never know the solution that will be provided to us. We just have to believe that there is a solution in order to notice when that solution arrives. And so we're for always looking at everything as a potential solution, then we always have the solution. So then when we go looking for it, ta-da, we find it. (laughs) So if we're not looking for a solution because we don't think there is one, we're not even likely to notice it even when it's right in front of our face. So here's a perfect example of this. This answers the question, what if there's just a different way to go about it that you haven't thought of yet? So when my husband and I moved to Tennessee from Florida, uh, we were accustomed to traveling back and forth to see his family in Virginia. And so we thought that the trip from Tennessee to Virginia was going to be roughly the same as it was from Florida to Virginia. And from Florida, it was around 600 miles. And we checked the distance. And from Tennessee, it was around 650. So, you know, we checked that as we were moving and stuff and thinking, yeah, that's not, shouldn't be a big deal, right? Only 50 miles. Except (laughs) there's a little bit more challenging roadway from Tennessee to Virginia than from Florida to Tennessee, um, to Virginia. And so the trip from Florida was straight up I-95. It was a straight shot. It was pretty flat the whole way. It was almost a drive that you could do half a, half asleep if you had to. Although, you know, we quote, wink, wink, never did it half asleep, you know? So it was about seven and a half to eight hours consistently. The trip from Tennessee was through the mountains. <laughs> and for years, we went all the way across on I-40, up the mountain, down the mountain, around the mountain, and back around the mountain, and back up the mountain, and back down the mountain. It was curvy and windy, and oh my God, it was horrible. Not an easy drive, and definitely can't do it half asleep. You're like white knuckling it the whole way. And it was like... 10 or 11 hours, depending on the day, plus a time change. And we went that way for years because we just thought that was the only way to go. And then some of his family came to visit us and they got here and we were like, ha ha, how was the drive? Because they used to pick on us, you know, when we would go up there and we would complain, oh my God, it's a horrible drive, blah, blah, blah. And um, so we were like, ah, now it's their turn. So they got here and we're like, well, how was the drive? (laughs) And they were like, oh, it wasn't bad. That wasn't bad at all. And I was like, what? What drive did you do? How did you come? And so they had come a different way. And apparently it was an easier drive. So the next time we went there, 
we tried that route and we were like, wow, this is a lot better. Still around nine, nine and a half hours, but it was so much easier. It wasn't curve. It wasn't as curvy and it wasn't the ups and downs and there wasn't as many mountains. It was, it's definitely an easier drive, but we didn't know that route was there before. I mean, we didn't even know it existed. So we didn't even consider it. So that's what I want you to think about. Just because you might not know about it yet, doesn't mean a way doesn't exist. There could be a way that you have more without doing more. And this is living in possibility. Because the more you live in possibility, the more you will create, the more you'll have, and the more impact you'll have on the people you want to help. So the second strategy is by shifting your mindset from limited to unlimited. Just like the country that banned worship, you need to trust and live in possibility. That's what generates innovation and creativity. So managing my mind is by far my favorite form of self-care because managing my mind is what makes everything else I want in my life possible. So you can give your all without burning out, or without getting frustrated or without getting um, overwhelmed or stressed or anxious just by managing your mind. And the keys to managing your mind around what you want to do in your business and the money you want to make in your business are a a few key things. So decide on purpose ahead of time what you want your result to be and have a strategy for getting it. I mean, that sounds pretty obvious, but, um, you know, take the time to plan that out and to really think about what that would mean, what that would look like and envision it. If you don't have a vision, I think it's hard to connect with that outcome every single day. And then design the life you want to live in so that you can create it. I have clients that want, you know, very specific things in their you know, future self. And so what I tell them is go ahead and create that now. There's no sense in waiting to the future to have that. If you go ahead and create it, then you'll already have it. So, and then the third one is give what you have and then trust God to multiply it. Just like he did with the five loaves and two fish. And number four is take the best care of yourself, which we already talked about, so that you can do what you're meant to do. Number five is show up every day as the person that doesn't have to choose either or. Remember, assume, always assume you can have both until you you get proven wrong. And then question every thought that says you can't there's not enough or any limitation that your brain is trying to offer you and help your clients question their limitations too, because helping your clients question their limitations will also help you see your limitations, even their money limitations, right? That's the hard one. And so some of the tools that I have used to shift my mindset from limited to unlimited is of course, a daily practice of, you know, thought work, and self-coaching. And I just pour everything out. And I don't try to make it pretty. I just, you know, I whatever's in there, I just get it out. And I 
am willing to look at it and I am willing to explore it. And I'm willing to feel whatever I feel when those judgments come up, because I know that's just my brain trying to stay safe. So I, yes, I'm going to judge it, but I don't have to resist that because it's just me being a human. Um, I also ask myself a lot, a lot of questions, um, just exploring and examining the beliefs and patterns I see that I find in my thought downloads or when I'm getting coached and just questioning those beliefs and patterns. I'm like the queen of questions and, and I really believe in questioning the thoughts that are plaguing me. And I always do more of questioning the thoughts that I, my unintentional thoughts that I do um, looking for intentional thoughts, because I feel like that thought has been in there, right? Who knows how long. And so if I don't question it first, then it's going to conflict with any new thought that I have. And so what I do is I try to reduce the impact of the old thought before I start to step into the new thought. And it just makes it go a little bit more smoothly. Uh, Number three is I think about who I want to be in the world. How do I want to show up? And I try to visualize what it will look like when I show up that way. What will I have? What will I be doing? What will I be feeling? What results will I have? So, you know, like, who do I want to be? What do I want to create? What do I want to have? What do I want to be doing? And then number four, I just allow the feelings that come up and I explore them. Um, I allow the urge to escape those feelings instead of giving in to that urge. And that's a pretty big one because I am a huge believer that your emotions fuel your results. It's almost like, do you want to put water in your gas tank? Do you, how well will that fuel your trip? You know, if you're going to cross country, how far will that get you? Or do you want to put the best quality fuel in that tank? To me, that's what emotions are. If I want to get where I'm going, then I need to pay attention to what emotions are fueling me. Number five, sometimes I decide to do it anyway. Sometimes I act even when I don't feel like it. Um, sometimes I don't stop in process. I just move forward anyway. If it's something that persists, I can always come back to it. So I don't make myself stop every single time. Sometimes I just let it be. I just let it be there and I just move on. And other times I will stop and I'll work on whatever it is. And then number six, I just always reserve the right to have complete compassion for the version of me that's terrified or that's unsure or that's afraid or whatever, right? And I reserve judgment when I don't do what I think I should or what I need to do. And the way that I do that is, you know, the only time we can judge something is if it's already happened. And if it's already happened, then what good does it do to judges? So when I catch myself judging myself, I can say, what I do is I just automatically ask myself, what are your options? You can't go back and change it. 
So what you can do now is you can say, hmm, I wonder what I would have done differently and that I can stop and I can picture myself doing that. It's almost like writing yourself a new script and then you're watching or like an alternate ending on a movie or a book. Um, so I don't get stuck beating myself up. That's what keeps me from getting stuck there in all this, the negative spin because I know that what I focus on grows. And so I don't want to spend too much time focusing on what I don't want to grow. So I'll evaluate, you know, what went well, what didn't go well, and what might I do differently. I'm just so thankful that Stacy brought that to us because I use that all the time. So anyway, so that brings us to the third strategy. And so the third strategy is to work on letting it go. What makes it a problem? What are you really trying to solve for? Is that what you need to solve for? What will happen if you let it go? You get to decide what's a problem and what's not. And if you can't solve it with a resource or mindset, then I want you to consider that perhaps it's not truly a problem. So what big problems will you work on this week using these strategies? Will you solve them from limitation or will you solve them from possibility? How will you start to unlimit your business? I'm Jill Wright, the money coach for life coaches, because we're really good at solving other people's problems. We were made for this, but that doesn't mean we don't have drama of our own. (laughs) I know I do. Do you have a limited money mindset? What do you believe about yourself? What do you believe about money? And what if you, what you've believed about making money as a coach is not true? What if money lies are keeping you from making the money you're meant for? I'd love to help you assess if you're believing money lies. Together, we can explore your relationship with money and I'll help you build a strong, healthy money mindset which is the foundation for your growing business. If you're ready to unlimit your money mindset, unlimit your business, and unlimit your impact, I have two spots open right now in my six-month one-on-one program. Go to jillwrightcoaching.com and book your free value call to find out how I help you remove the limits on your business. Because you are made for more.